0: has committed war crimes in Ukraine, Ukraine. and you've been listening to the news on RTHK.
1: Good morning and welcome to another Saturday, which means it is time for The Week on 3. I'm Christy Lai. Hope you are having a wonderful start to the weekend! I have a great lineup for you today, so let's dive right into it! When you hear about the instrument the harpichord, many people like myself would automatically assume it is the instrument shaped like a bow and played by plugging the strings. However, it is actually shaped like a piano and was widely used until the 19th century when it was superseded by the piano. The instrument's origin can be dated back to the 14th century, but no one knows where it was actually invented. Up next, Phil had the chance to chat with Iranian harpsichord player Vahan Esfahani, who is visiting Hong Kong for the fifth time. He unveiled the secrets and the mysteries behind the instrument and told us a bit about his upcoming show next week.
2: This is
0: my fifth time Bye. to Hong Kong. Yeah. Welcome. So back. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> how's it how's it being, uh, you know, traveling around and coming back yeah, at this time of year?
2: You know, I mean over that dreaded period that yeah. we, you know, shall remain unnamed. To- <laughs> uh, you know, I did reasonably fine. I did my traveling. I did, you know, one did what one had to do and fill out the forms that one had to fill. Yeah. And um but you know, this is the first time that I'm back in Asia since that all started, wow. and uh, so it is very, you know, emotionally meaningful trip for me. Where's home for you? Where are you
0: basing yourself?
2: Home is generally, and I say generally because I'm generally not home. Yeah, right. Uh, home is um, home is Prague, uh, oh, but um, a a good amount of the time I'm in I'm in London as well. So I'd say between Prague and London.
0: Okay, well, let's, let's get down to it and talk about your instrument. I mean, it's one of the most wonderful yet curious instruments out there. You must get asked this a lot. You know, what was the, eure- <laughs> what was the eureka moment for a set of keys and something that plucks them? I mean, where did it come from, do you think? For me or for history? Just the instrument itself. I mean, somebody woke up one day and said, hey, let's not have things that bang the keys. Let's have things that pluck uh, the keys. Um,
2: well, that's not quite how it worked. I mean, what happened, of course, uh, is um, in the Middle East, of course, there's an instrument that originated in in Syria or in Persia. It's not really clear. Yeah. Which is the kanun and which is an instrument where a person plucks the strings. It's it's known as the psaltery in the West. It basically died out in the, in the West. Okay. Um, or it was known as the zither in Germany. Got it. And I think you know probably the Eureka moment, if you like, and I think that's a good way to put it, is um, you know at some point someone said, well, you know the organ has keys, why don't we use keys to pluck these strings instead of getting our fingers all you know bloody and messy. You got it. And uh, <laughs> you know, and it makes it a lot it makes it a lot easier. And I think that's that's really where it started. So probably sometime in the. We're not really sure probably in the 14th or in the 15th century uh somebody came up with this you know
0: clearly brilliant idea i want to get back to the concert in a second but permit me what's your sort of abc of young kid taking up the instrument story of
2: uh well i mean i played the piano from a young age and uh you know at some point i heard a recording of the harpsichord and i said by the way just to be clear I heard the recording and I said, well this must be like 20 different instruments. <laughs> it can't be one yeah. instrument, right? It's one instrument can't be doing all of this. And anyway, I found, I found out I was disabused of that notion and I found out that indeed it was one instrument. This instrument was called the harpsichord. And uh, and I thought, okay, I have this is what I have to do. I have to play this instrument. I don't know, you know, I didn't know if I was going to make a necessarily a profession of playing the harpsichord, but I said, well, you know, I'm going to spend some time with this, this, I've got to get my hands on one and, you know, I would even go to concerts just to see the harpsichord that was on stage. There you go. And... Um, so, you know, the obsession starts and people say to me, why do you play? And I said, well, I kind of haven't really found out why I'm obsessed with it. So I keep on playing it and hopefully I'll figure it out,
0: you know, at some point. Well, that's a fantastic answer. Actually, you're probably interested in all the weird and wonderfuls as well. Has anybody ever developed (laughs) a sort of, you know, Franken chord, a huge harpsichord with all sorts of, Yes. tell us a bit about the the weirdos. Because,
2: uh, I designed it and 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 they (laughs) built it for me. Uh, I have a, I have a big instrument that uses carbon fiber in the soundboard and, other little bits and bobs and it has an extra set of strings that that's tuned an octave below so you get a really heavy big sound that is huge. Yeah. it's it
0: is huge it's um it's some nine feet long it, i've seen pictures is that uh, yours i've that's that is a meme almost going around on social media yeah, i've seen pictures of it is ridiculous. it's ridiculous it's
2: actually become it's become a gif that's it. uh, it's that it's that crazy, and um, the fun thing about that instrument is actually we when it was built, I thought, well, what the heck do we call it? And and someone in London said, oh, it's the Queen Mary. Fair enough. Um, which is which is the ship, but the, the guy who tunes it, he calls it the Beast. Yeah, that's pretty. And uh, and and he says, hey, for the next concert, are you going to be using the Beast? And I say,
0: yep, we're using the Beast. Bring out the beast. The beast is asleep. Wake him up. (laughs) Just before we say goodbye, two things. Can you point our listeners towards any particular recordings of yours that you really think they should hear? Uh, You know, your faves.
2: Don't listen to any of my recordings. Okay. Don't go out and me. enjoy. Go, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I am, well, actually, funny enough, I just had a recording release like a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Hyperion Records, which is in England, I've been recording, I'm slowly recording all the works of Bach. Yeah. And, um, recently I released, um, the Italian concerto and the French overture. So there's, there's, there's that. And it has a, a bunch of other bits and bobs with it. Before yep. that, I released the Bach six partita. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pr- I'm pretty proud of my work with with um, Bach, but if you want something maybe a little bit um, different, and if you like uh, modern music, mm. um, I recorded an album called Musique, and that's in the French way. It's M U S I Q U E, Musique, with yep. a little uh, question mark at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all new, new and modern music, including music with tape and electronics. Lucky. And, uh, you know, either you'll... Uh, either you'll like it or your parents will tell you to turn that down.
0: Um, it's going to be one of those albums. It'll get a reaction from you. So Mahan's it'll concert is yeah. next Monday, that's the 26th, at 7.30 at the Concert Hall in Hong Kong City Hall. The Art of Fugue, really briefly, would you just say how you're going to do this, perhaps? Because you said don't overthink it, just enjoy it. Perhaps you'd like to add to that. When If I come to your concert, should I not overthink this kind of thing?
2: I would say uh without putting too morbid of a um, angle on it mm. that you are coming to hear the last thoughts of someone who's about to leave this earth. I mean it, it is really Bach's last thoughts and actually Incredible. um the the final fugue is incomplete. It just stops.
1: Iranian harpsichord player Mahan S. Fahani on the brew. Mahan will be playing live at the Hong Kong City Hall on next Monday, 26th of September. So make sure to get your tickets before they sell out. A very intriguing thing about Hong Kong is its transportation. The different colors are kind of mesmerizing. When traveling around Hong Kong, there are some landmarks that are in the middle of nowhere and can be only accessible by either taxi or minibus. Minibuses in general are much cheaper in price compared to a taxi, but it can be quite daunting if you don't speak Cantonese. But fear no more, because up next, Radio 3 producer Yuki Zhang will be teaching you some phrases and unveil some secrets about minibuses that you might not even know. When we think
3: about Hong Kong there are certain things that really stand out the taxis yep, are there which are very sy- symbolic of Hong Kong the buildings and another thing is the minibusses
4: mhm sure um and i remember yesterday when we were talking about it you were saying that you don't really know what to do or when to stop?
3: Yeah, because, you know,
4: yeah.
3: I, I, go on the, I come on the minibus every so while. You know, I come here to RTHK mm-hmm. on the minibus and my heart is always beating <laughs> a little bit fast yeah. because sometimes, um, you know, they do have a little red button yeah. which you can press mm-hmm. and, you know, that tells mm-hmm. the, the guy mm-hmm. to stop. But sometimes this thing doesn't press and so mm-hmm. I keep pressing it and I think, oh, no, 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 I'm going to miss my stop. Yeah. And a couple of times I have missed my stop because when I hear people in Cantonese, Mm-hmm. you know telling pe- telling them to stop or saying mm-hmm. next stop um i feel that it's always like something i i always feel it's, it's a different thing that they're saying
4: yeah um i think um i can assure that it's not just you every hong konger student, they, <laughs> they've got a fear to say because we we don't usually we don't used to have those buttons before so people just have to yell to yell to stop and then ask the minibus driver to stop the car um and yeah and there's no certain way of saying when to stop or where to stop so basically what we do is that oh we want to we we just pick whatever on the road mm-hmm. oh for example there's a bus you stop. can randomly stop them too sometimes um i think for the green minibuses um there are like certain stops but mm-hmm. then if you're talking about the red minibuses you can just stop where wherever okay. you want okay so um how we usually do that is that we usually we just notice some sort of features on the road like for example if there is a bus stop then we we'll just say oh um i have to stop um somewhere near the bus stop and mm-hmm. then the in t- uh, the minibus driver will just stop the car and then you can just get off but mm-hmm. in hong kong or like every hong kongers we, we we've talked about this all over the internet like, many people are fear to, to, to yell. I'm not sure if, if we're just yeah. being introverts or, like, we're just scared. Because, you, you know, some drivers are kind of rude. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> kind of. It's like, a, yeah, kind of. Yeah. And <laughs> that's, like, a common fear in that one. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think this kind of, although, you know, I shouldn't have any problem. I work on the radio and I can raise my voice and I can do whatever. But suddenly my confidence thing goes down. Hello. No. No.
5: I want to stop. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so what should I say which is like straightforward and which is going to mm-hmm. get through to them in Cantonese mm-hmm. and and is still polite, you know. I can say yeah. I'm going when I need yeah, and, yeah, and I'm say yes. that but could I say I'm going and just say thank you next stop type thing and and assume that he knows that uh-huh. I'm going is just for me to say now.
4: I think there is like sort of a common word which um, which is It literally means that oh um, some uh, person, uh, I have to stop lock. Yao lock. lock. Yeah, Lok. Okay. And that actually, I'm, I mean, that actually means that, yeah, I have to stop somewhere here. And then if the minibus driver hears it, then he'll just let you off. As off, soon off, as you the, say as soon, it? Uh, I think the next station, the next stop. Okay. You lock. And then if you want to be more polite, you can just say 有落, guy. God okay. means thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that. Yeah. But you know, sometimes um, the driver might not be able to hear you, so you <laughs> might have to speak louder. Or for me, uh, it's, it's like a personal tip. I usually would sit near to the yeah, driver. Yeah, that's what I always look yeah. for. Yeah, I so, always do so that I can he can see me even the yeah, way yeah, I know. As well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's my tip. And if you want to, I think some people might also do, for example, if you want to stop around the corner, you can just say Junwan Yao Lok. Okay. It means that oh, I want to start with the corner. I won't get too complicated. Yeah, okay, just yeah. then. So uh, yeah, Yao Lock. So
3: Yao yeah, Lock, because you see, sometimes obviously, um, it's interesting that you say that you know even even Hong Kongers are a little bit hesitant to raise their voice. Mm-hmm. They feel a bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is comforting for me. Yeah, which really I thought I was the only one who <laughs> does that, right? Uh-huh. So now I have to say Yao Lock. Yeah, right. Correct. And then when I get off, I can say I'm going. Yes, correct. Say, Thank you. Yeah. Right? Oh you've just
4: opened <laughs> up the whole world to me now yeah, right you know yeah because i think when i was younger i was a bit not like scared but i don't really want to yell at mm-hmm. the driver or mm-hmm. something like that so i usually we just wait until someone actually said anything and yeah. then i would just maybe probably that would be like you quickly get few, out yeah that would be like a few stops <laughs> I from know. my original stops so I, I would just have to walk back and then i've, yeah, done, but, that. Yeah, I've, I've done, done that, that. I've yeah, done that. I've, yeah. yeah. So,
3: listen Let's get out now when we can yeah. or I'm going to have to walk back. Yes. Um, it's, it's so interesting, though. The, the other thing is, is that majority of these um, minibuses mm-hmm. do have the little button to press, but yeah. I think they have to switch it on on the mains or something for it to work mm-hmm. because sometimes it doesn't work. Mm. You know, drivers are happy to yeah. wave their arm and say, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? correct. Um, and the other thing is, is that when you do go, go in every single minibus mm-hmm. in Hong Kong, there are notices up which say, you know, you must wear a seatbelt or yes, otherwise you you're to. going to be fined yeah, or you're illegal. going to be imprisoned. Yeah. And I look around me every
4: time and I don't see anyone wearing a seatbelt <laughs> because it's all very fast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, you you get off quite quickly. So I think not many of um, us would, we just uh, maybe sometimes we just don't bother to wear it but then yeah i'm here to say that you have to wear the seatbelts and of course for your own safety and you know sometimes minibuses can be really fast no and i think absolutely because there have been cases
3: where minibuses Mm -hmm. have crashed and stuff and and a seatbelt can certainly you know save your life so it is worth even your journey short Mm -hmm. you should put it on absolutely yes
4: correct
1: and
4: yeah and i'm just wondering if you know the notice you know there are like green and red minibuses in hong kong right Mm -hmm. do you know the difference not really no yeah so basically um for the green minibuses there's like fixed route and then fixed schedule Uh and then the fares are fixed as well Uh um but then for the red minibuses um there's no regulation on the routes fares this kind of stuff so with the routes like they just think well i fancy going this way today yeah like for example maybe there's like if there is like a traffic accident maybe oh the, they can, the reroute. can just yeah reboot um, okay and then I, I i was researching online when yesterday and then people were saying that if you want the true minibus adventure like true <laughs> minibus experience, experience you have to take the red one
3: okay because yeah. it's random you may not get to your destination because he's decided to stick oh but
4: uh, of course <laughs> I, of course the destination would be fixed but then it's just that there's no bell there's no bell uh there's no alarm uh the belt on okay. the minibus okay, to get them to stop yeah and then so because, that's when you say yao lock yeah and then because they I'm can going, stop I'm anywhere <laughs> they want right so you
1: so oh. I think yeah so I think it's faster as well yeah radio 3 producer Yuki Zhang was telling us about the secrets of minibuses with Sadi Usmani on this week's common room Alison Howe has been chatting with Canadian pop singer Johnny Orlando who just released his debut album, All The Things That Could Go Wrong. Johnny is only 19 years old, but has released more than 20 singles and has several awards under his belt. Let's hear what the whole album producing process was like for him, especially during COVID.
6: It feels good. It uh, I'm still kind of taking it in, and I've been saying that <laughs> and to everybody who's asked me, like, oh, like I'm still taking it in. But it just doesn't feel real. It doesn't.
7: Really? So from top to finish, how long has it been since the beginning of making this?
6: Like two years, I think. Wow. Um, About two years. We were working on other stuff in between, um, putting like singles out and stuff like that. Um, But it was like two years on this album specifically.
7: Now that we're at the tail of it, well, Hong Kong, we still have some restrictions, but I believe everywhere else in the world are, are moving on. What big plans have you got to accompany the album?
6: um I've just kind of been in work mode for like really in work mode for like six months straight and it's been a lot so yeah I'm in Toronto until I'm in Toronto for eight more days um so I'm just kind of chilling to be honest like I'm having a great time I'm like seeing my friends um like how you know my girl just like just chilling straight chilling nothing else And then I go back to L.A. on the 14th and then I I start, you know, working my bum off again. But uh, I'm just hanging out, kind of letting everything, um, letting everything happen and, and, you know, talking to my people and my fans and just, you know, debriefing.
7: Yeah. I mean, you're 19. You're about to take on the world. That must feel surreal so I want to come back to you about the moment right now before you go back to Johnny Orlando the superstar what, what do you enjoy
6: doing as a 19 year old um I like making music I mean I had a million things that I could have done today and I decided to write a song um you know like I just really love music I like working out I love like playing sports and uh hanging out with my friends and partying every once in a while nice okay my my dogs um but I'm just very much like I'm either like I'm either working or like chilling super hard like I I just love (laughs) my friends and I call it a moss because you know how moss just like sits on it I love the moss
7: that's a good term thank you for educating us on that face let's get into that mode every now and then it's so good to de-stress in that sense now talk about partying i love the video that you had with benny Mm -hmm. it's so cool i think i've never seen either of you look that way from the style to you know the way of how you were like composed yourselves in the video (laughs) what's that like to shoot that
6: for sure it was uh it was really, it was actually really fun that day. It was, was really fun. Um, I was a bit uncomfortable with, not uncomfortable, but like it was out of my comfort zone for sure to do like the the makeup and the hair and the outfit. It was just a little funky, but it was really, really, really fun. and It turned out amazing. So, um, I just, I couldn't be happier with the video. I love being pushed outside of my comfort zone because obviously if I had the, uh, if I had the choice, I just wouldn't it uh, so it's really nice that, that I have a great team and Iris Kim directed and she's always trying to you know kind of push me and get me out of my comfort zone and turned out amazing Benny was great to work with as well.
7: Yeah we got the chance to speak to Benny a while ago and she's just such a lovely person. Mm-hmm.
6: She's yeah. super she's great. What was she like to work with in the studio? So I we actually didn't do this one in the studio together. She just sent the she sent the verse um over and we just kind of like plopped it in the song got it mixed and and ready to go Uh, so when I met her uh I met her the day before the video shoot and that was the first time we ever like talked in person
7: right what was that first meeting like was it like yes let's gel or was it awkward like you're meeting your pen pal (laughs) or online friends for the first time
6: (laughs) no it wasn't it wasn't weird at all We we were just chatting I mean we were both artists and I think she I can't, I can't, I can't remember the absolute specifics, but she reminds me a lot of, like, how I approach the whole, like, music thing. Like, I'm, I'm an artist. I make music. It's my thing. Like, I have fans, yes, but that's not, it doesn't, like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm what I'm trying to say is I'm not a douchebag, and mm-hmm. she's super chill as well. It just seems very normal, and um, that's the, that, those are the type of people that I like to be around. Those are the type of artists that that I really love hanging out with. Um, yeah. So it was super cool.
7: Nice. Talk about collapse. You have a lot of people who wanted to just jump on the Johnny Orlando ship, who just want to, let's collab, guys. <laughs> out of everybody that contributed to your debut album, did anybody take you by surprise?
6: By surprise? I've not been asked that. Good question. Um, there were a lot of people on the album that I didn't really work with before there were a couple people I'd say the biggest surprise is uh is probably me working again with a couple producers one one set of producers uh Trevor and Zaire from the orphanage the other is uh Sam Willows and Zale Epstein so these two sets of producers um I have worked with before the album like years probably four years ago and did one session nothing came of it and then we worked again together, just kind of out of the blue, salmon sale specifically, and made Coping the first session back. And that took me by surprise. I was like, oh, my God, how did this happen? I love this song. Um, and, you know, I haven't talked to these guys in years. Uh, so that was really cool. And then The Orphanage literally produced half of the album. Um, and it was the same thing we did one session in like 2018, 2017, 2018, and then nothing, then no contact for two years mm. and then uh, made half the album. <laughs> that was probably the biggest one, if I, cause they basically executive produced the album at that right. point.
1: Johnny Orlando was speaking to Alison Howe on the common room. Stay tuned every week for the latest updates on the biggest international stars with Alison Howe. And finally, to end today's Week on 3, we are celebrating the birthday of Bobby Nunn from the Coasters with Steve James. Take care and have a great day ahead. I'll be seeing you next week here on The Week on 3. I'm Christy Lai.
5: Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world...
1: You have got to be kidding me! She
5: walks into mine. The
0: Steve James Tuesday afternoon drive.
5: Yeah, life is hilariously cruel. Oh, the factories may be roaring with the boomeracka zoomalaka week. Boomalaka zoomalaka. But there isn't any roar when the clock strikes four. four. Everything stops for tea. And here we go. Oh, they may be playing football. And the crowd is yelling, kill the referee, the referee. referee. But no matter what the score, when the clock strike four, everything
3: stops for tea. Okay, we've got to fire up the jukebox for this one. As we celebrate the birthday, this day, 1925, Bobby Nunn was born. He was a member of the Robins and a member of the Coasters, who scored the 1958 US number one single, Yakity Yak, don't talk back. And the 1959 US number two, UK number six single Charlie Brown, as well as Young Blood and a whole bunch of other hits. Let's put some money in the jukebox and turn your radio up nice and loud.
5: I saw her standing on the corner, oh, oh, a yellow ribbon in her hair. Oh, oh, I Look at, that, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Look at there. Look at that. Young. Who was your name? What's your name? daughter known me.